The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Accelerating your fandom, this is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news reviews and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm... Bell, 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 coming in hot. <laughs> I'm also Krusty the Clown. <laughs> yeah, not, not really. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just Bell. Sorry. No, no, he's Bell, ladies and gentlemen, and Bell is in. Uh, he's in rare form. It's been a he's, long uh, day. <laughs> it, it, it's, been, it's been a day. It's been a day for you, buddy. But you're here, and uh, and I'm glad that you're here because we got a we we got a show we got a show for the people. Um, you know, th- not only do we have a show for the people, we got we got a we got a twofer. Like this is the second that we have recorded in not one but nay two days. It in almost yeah two in in twenty four hours almost. Yeah, that's like a new record for us. It's probably not. No, remember that time <laughs> we recorded for forty eight hours straight and we never aired any of it because you know it, it was too perfect. Yeah, like yeah, we we didn't want to just dominate the space of podcasting for the rest of eternity, and so we just had to get rid of it. This is true. I mean, at some point you realize that like, oh, this is so good that literally there's no reason for anybody to ever do another podcast ever. And then it's like, okay, well, we can't do that to to the medium, to the industry. There's so many different other podcasts out there. What would they what would they think? What would they say? And so you got to you got to sacrifice for the people. You got to sacrifice for the industry. And yeah. That's what we were all about back then. It's like the pharmaceutical now, now to- companies, you know, when they create they don't create cures. I mean, they have the cures, but they keep them hidden for their executives. Um, and like, you know, there, there, there's, there's a pharmaceutical company out there that's discovered the, uh, the, the, the key to immortality and they're keeping it because why, why would they release that when like they can, you know, continue to make money? Cause once everybody's immortal and they can't die to diseases and stuff, you know I mean? Like, where's the fun, where's the fun in, in making <laughs> pharmaceuticals? I don't know that it's exactly like that, but, but it, it's, it, it's no, close man. enough. Look, I've, it's close I've, enough. I've read it on on the deep web that they're oh, keeping all of these technologies <laughs> from us. You understand? Like, right? Yes, yeah, of course. It's it's it's. It, I read it on the internet, and it has to be true. So saith Abraham Lincoln. I saw that on the internet as well. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln said that, so it has to be true because he's honest. Send help to Austin. Somebody send help to Austin. Bell's been radicalized. Help, help. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Hey, look, I am so glad to hear your voice, man. uh, Even though it has been 24 hours, it's it's uh, it's good to be able to to connect with you and uh, talk about this show that uh, man has has had a bit of a rough season. But last week we had an exceptionally good episode, and this week. We're going to talk about it. So, it, <laughs> no, I, I will. I will say this. I don't want to. You know, I don't want to tip the bean can. But you know, as great and as amazing as last week was, I think that it's 
it's good to remember that, um, you know, TV is TV, and sometimes they're good, and sometimes they're bad, and sometimes they're meh. And in a season that's mostly bad, maybe meh ain't that bad. And sometimes you gotta just pull out the hidden past that no one ever, the, the character never told anybody about because you're out of ideas. <laughs> oh man! All right, we're gonna get into it. Look, we we've got an episode. Let's let's do this, man. Are you ready for it? Let's do it. All right, man. Let's jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. rundown. Episode. 13 of season 7 Masquerade Paper Faces on Parade <laughs> I was about to say thing like this whole episode just <laughs> just that phantom just blaring in my head uh, yeah D- directed by Rachel Talalali and a story by Sam Chalson and Christina M. Walker Bell what happened this episode got a really another long summary here <sighs> Well, Cecile is forced to confront her past in order to break free from a psychic prison. Chester takes over for Cisco, but makes a mistake that puts Barry in serious danger. Dun, dun. Sorry, so <laughs> it's a little bit longer. It's a little bit longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe investigates Kristen Kramer's old military ties. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I just had to make a joke again because yeah, it was like, yeah, you know. it's the same deal, man. We're doing two and two, two in a week. We got we got stuff to do. We got things to talk about. We need to get into it. People saw the episode. They don't need us to recap it for them. They know what's up. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, maybe people like to listen to my dulcet tones yeah, that, as I reiterate what they already know. That ain't it. Uh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So first of all, uh, you know, it's so interesting because one of the the main topics of conversation, if when critique comes up, is we we talk about the cast, we talk about the fact that there is so many members of the cast, there's so many characters to keep up with. They're all fighting for screen time. Some of the new cast members and and kind of newer cast members are are fan favorites, and some of them not as much and some of them maybe could be if given the opportunity to really kind of be a full character so i just want to kind of address that because we are dealing primarily with a character that honestly has become one of my favorite characters and that's cecile like she is one of the newer i mean i guess she's she's been around for enough enough time that she's not newer but she's not one of the original cast but somebody who has like this gift of chemistry you put her with anybody and she's fantastic yeah, she she's a great actress, um, and she really does the part well. And like you said, she just can have chemistry with anybody, and it just really makes you adore her. You know? Yeah, no, you're pulling for her absolutely. And you know, it's it. Sometimes there's those characters that kind of come in, and you don't really know how you feel about them. But then, like your main character loves them, and so you're like, oh, you know what? Okay, well, I can see what this person means to this person. Kind of like Kite Man on uh, the Harley Quinn show, you know. I haven't seen the Harley Quinn show. You haven't show. seen the Harley Quinn show. Okay, well, it's basically the bros. We've talked about this before. But yeah, we, we talked about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, no, but there's a character of Kite Man. He comes in, he's like kind of this, uh, hey, it's Kite Man. Yeah. You know, like this like, over-the-top dude. And you're like, why on earth is, is Poison Ivy like spending time with this guy? But then you kind of see him <laughs> through her eyes and you're like, all right, you know what? Kite Man, you're all right. Okay. That was never Cecile. Cecile, like, we didn't need Joe to love Cecile for us to love Cecile. We love Cecile. And we love Joe. Yeah. And we love them together, even though we don't see them together all that often. Right, right. Yeah, you know, yeah, she she doesn't need the help, I guess. That's exactly right. And on top of that, I, I have always been in the mindset that she doesn't need to be a meta. Like, I thought that the fact that they kind of incorporated you know, kind of the, the meta, her kind of gaining this meta ability through her pregnancy and, and kind of this 
It was it was a little convoluted and a little strange, and the power set is such that it makes it difficult to write around, except for the fact that she has never had like full control over it. It's been much more of kind of this passive ability. It's uh, you know, I guess from a you know, if you're a writer on the show, if you're a story from a storytelling standpoint, it's great because it could work whenever you need it to, and and not whenever you don't. Uh, <laughs> but it's you know, in this season in particular, especially dealing with the Sage Force we got a chance to see Cecile's powers really kind of like explode and kind of see the, the kind of the, the weights that she has on her. Should she choose to really lean into being a meta and having these abilities? Um, I, I'm, I'm all for more Cecile exploration, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I really, really love the character a lot and I love the actress. I think she does a great job. Uh, that being said, it is such a trope. <laughs> <laughs> it is such a trope on television shows, especially that are a little long in the tooth, where they take a character and all of a sudden you find out they were crazy at one point. <laughs> it's like, wait, 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 what? Like, oh, no, she was in an insane asylum and it was a mental health institution. It wasn't like a full on, you know, and like, I think what we were experiencing was not to be like a clear indication of what she actually went through. And it's more the way that she saw herself for having to, you know, rely so heavily on kind of a um, uh, an institution to kind of work through some of the mental health issues she was going through. But regardless, I don't know it, it to me and you're not going to get this, but like there was a Smallville episode with uh, uh, Chloe, Chloe Sullivan, where they introduced the concept that Chloe is crazy. <laughs> now, <laughs> turns out Allison Mack, well, you know what? That's, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know if we want to go there yet. But <laughs> it was like, you know, her mom was crazy, and, and, not, and Chloe is, is also crazy. And it's like, really? R- really? Like, what? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's like, we're, we're seven years in, and this has never been addressed, but okay. I don't know. I, I thought that was a little forced. That being said... I was totally right on the psycho pirate thing. Thank you for not spoiling that for me last week. Yeah, yeah, I I did my best to not, and I'm I hope I didn't. No, not at all. Actually, you, I was feel like I was like, oh my gosh, the steals the new psycho pirate pirate, and you're like, eh, huh, huh, huh. And I was like, oh shoot, she's not the psycho pirate, and I was I was really <laughs> bummed. And then when I saw that she actually did become the new psycho pirate, I was actually super into it. And this is my other thing, and I know I'm kind of ranting here at the top of the episode, and I apologize for that, but. I love the idea of Cecile becoming the new psycho pirate. Can we have more time with that, please? Like, like, like that's no, we can't. Apparently not. That's a great concept. Like I was, I I was here for it, man. Well, see that that's, that's why I was kind of like, you know, they, they did the little, uh, um, stinger at the end of the, uh, of the last episode where she's like, I'm going to find who you are and and all that kind of stuff. And I was sitting there, okay, yeah, they're setting this up. Okay, this is going to be interesting. We're going to have Cecile be um, uh, uh, like a big bad, maybe for like a mini arc or something like that, uh, be the next Psycho Pirate. And so that's that's kind of my expectation going into this episode. And then um, that's not at all what happened. They just, you know, defeated the mask. It was a Freak of the Week thing. Like, But that, that, it was just such a big thing for them to Freak of the Week, which I, I was kind of surprised by, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, it was... <sighs> such potential i i'm 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 mm. i ooh. i don't want to be negative but i wanted more i guess that's not a negative thing to say that you wanted more like i i felt like there 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 could have been more there should have been more psycho pirate because of the elseworlds implications i feel like should have been brought back with some more gravity and i had no problem with the concept of psycho pirate being tied to cecile i loved the idea that what if we had Cecile as kind of a big bad, maybe even for a half season? 
Yeah, because, you know, it brings about the thing where it's like, you know, it's it's her body, right? So they can't, you know, beat her up. Right, exactly. <laughs> they, they We're not to, fighting they her, yeah. More, yeah, they have to come up with more interesting ways to, like, defeat the enemy, which when, when first off you're dealing with a an enemy that can mind control and do all these kinds of things like that, it's going to be difficult for a speedster to face in the first place. Um, or, I mean, you know. On TV, it'll be difficult. In reality, any speedster would be able to solve any problem near instantaneously. <laughs> right. And uh, but you know that's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, so it it was it was a real. I mean, it was not necessarily a shock, um, but it was surprising to see that they didn't roll that out a little further. And and who knows, maybe they will. I don't know, but um, probably not. <laughs> it just seemed like it was tied up too quickly. I, I maybe yeah, maybe yeah. they will, and that would be great if they did. But like I you know, I feel like the weight of the episode was really kind of put on, you know, kind of her her backstory and kind of introducing this kind of late in the game uh backstory for Cecile, which which was fine. And I mean I, it was a, don't get me wrong, and it was a powerful backstory. And I thought that it, you know, I have no problem with this being part of her backstory. I just think it's it's odd because it seems very out of left field. And, you know, I, I, I get the sense that we probably would have known about this before at some point if that was always kind of an aspect of the character. Um, I do think, I mean, like there is, you know, there there is kind of that that PSA type of feel that kind of came at the end of the episode where they were kind of unpacking the stigma for, uh, you know, mental health institutions and therapy uh, especially in kind of, you know, historically African-American communities. And, you know, it reminded me in um, uh, Living Single, uh, there was an episode where Khadijah goes to, uh, she goes to uh, therapy and, and she's, uh, as classic sitcom stuff, she, she was wearing like a big trench coat and like, uh, you know, a, a, like, you know, uh, a Dick Tracy-esque hat, like, you know, with, with the collar <laughs> up and everything and like the big shades because she just didn't want anybody to know that she was going to see a therapist. And uh, and at that end, the end of that episode had a very similar kind of PSA type of feel to it that we got here. But so, I mean, it's a good message. And I think that, you know, and the the I feel like the story felt very real. The only thing that made it kind of come across as forced is the fact that, again, we're, we're kind of late into the game and the whole, oh, this character is crazy just ends up being kind of a trope at some point. And I, I get it. Look, and I'm not trying to offend anybody here. I, I get that the whole important point of the message is that like, you're not crazy because like, just because you need, uh, you know, you need mental, mental health support and, and, you know, or, you know, go to an More people should go to therapy. Honestly, it's true. Like that's the thing. So I'm yeah, not trying, that... I'm not trying to make light of that, but I mean the way in which it was obviously portrayed, we get like, cr- you know, literal cr- crazy eyes to seal and you know, the psycho pirate interpretation of her and kind of, you know, that's the way it's kind of marketed to us. And again, it is the way in which she's perceiving herself. That is the horrific thing. I get it, but it, it's still a TV trope. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, you know, it's it's tired because, you know, like you said, it's this there there shouldn't be the stigma that mental health has in the first place. And, you know, more people should go and it's just, you know, even if you feel fine, even if even if everything seems normal and you're happy, like it's it's still not a bad idea to talk to a therapist. You know, it's, the therapy is not bad and there shouldn't have the stigma on it. And it does, unfortunately. But, you know, um, I don't know if this episode was the best way to like convey that that <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean that's a good message that's a good message we I've, you know we've done the therapy thing before i mean you know hey barry and iris they've gone to therapy couples counseling and that sort of thing and you know yeah. it seems like these days they're getting along quite well you know what i mean they're getting getting, getting along pretty well 
Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd say so. Yeah, um, yeah Chester, uh, Chester, doing a little, uh, <laughs> doing a little inventory. If the walls of the storage room could talk, <laughs> <laughs> they'd say, "Wow, Barry sure is fast." <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry, <laughs> awful. Uh, yeah, man, Barry and Iris, uh, man, they are uh, they are uh, they are trying. They are working to uh, to start their family and. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, taking advantage of the full space that they've got available to them there at uh, the, the basement of Star Labs. Uh, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's, a, it's a nice reminder that right around the corner is, I think, the storyline that we're really all very, very much looking forward to, which is the kids, right? Like, we're, we're looking forward to the kids showing up and uh, that sort of thing. And I think that, you know, you know, I, hey, the... I'm, I'm, I, it does make me curious like how do you think it's gonna happen do you think it's literally like the test is gonna show up as positive and then the kid's gonna show like like bart's gonna show up or is it like you know iris is like you know step steps into uh into the the laboratory to to see you know to take the test and then while they're waiting for an answer like barry's outside the door waiting for an answer bart shows up and says hey dad and then she comes out saying, I, like, we're pregnant and he's like i know you know? Well, the kids don't have to wait for that. They're from the future. They can come by at any. No, point. they're like, waiting for comedic timing, my friend. I guarantee. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because be like, well, so I, I, I presume you already know. It's like, and Barry's like, no, what? And then Iris comes out of the bathroom. She's like, uh, <laughs> who's that? Hi, mom. You know. <laughs> and then Barry's like, what? And then everybody, yeah, and then everybody laughs, right. and we go to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> kids laugh. <laughs> Oh man. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think um I think I think we're we're all very excited for that. Uh the the um uh you know, one of the things I loved about this episode is that we got a chance to see Chester really coming into his own. Uh he's not just a new Cisco, but he he's you know, he's he is wrestling with that imposter syndrome in the midst of all this. Now, <laughs> it's juxtaposed by the fact that he showed up like you know, not two seconds later is, is uh, Cisco gone that he like redecorates and is literally painting the walls. Yeah. Yeah. And installing speakers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I you know, I, I like that. I like the fact that there's kind of going to be a, a feel to the way that Chester kind of runs the lab versus the way that Cisco runs the lab. I love like, you know, his organizational style, despite the fact that he's organizing everything, you know, it's, it's, it's a little sloppy. Like he's got like, you know, things all over his desk and statues and, and, you know, collectibles and, uh, you know, zany items everywhere. Whereas Cisco was kind of all about the shirts. Uh, it seems like Chester's going to be all about the clutter. Yeah. He's going to have like, I bet here, here we go. Plot point in the future. One of, uh, Chester's like Funko pops is going to become animated and try and kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely could happen. I, I, you know, we also got a chance to see a return of a lot of technology that we've seen before. Um, I, I always love that this show has done such a great job and not just kind of introducing something and then leaving it forever, but we actually do get a, a you know um, a return of like you know the the device that was used on uh, Music Master, and we got a chance you know to see the the cold gun again. We got um, you know the, obviously the thinker's chair continues to be a pretty significant item as as it relates to Cecile and her mental abilities, and so yeah, and actually uh, the uh, samurai sword, the uh, shoot, what's what's what, what robot samurai guy? What's what's his name again? Of the samurai. Samuroid, yes, the samuroid sword. Like Chester comes out with the samuroid sword. I I thought he was about to kill Cecile there for a minute. <laughs> like that was a full on, like, you know, lethal move he was pulling. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Sometimes you gotta swing your samuroid sword. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man. All right. Well, yeah. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> we of course got the, in this episode, the return of Sue Dibney, uh, or well, I guess not Sue Dibney at this, at this stage in the game, but we got the return of Sue, uh, Sue, man, a, a universally beloved character that everybody has really enjoyed, uh, kind of the unique take on her, uh, not controversial in the slightest, and everybody's super excited that she is back on the show. I, I'm assuming. Sulina Kyle, you mean? I, I'm assuming. I actually haven't been on Twitter for, for a while. I actually got off of Twitter for, for a minute, so I'm, I'm just assuming everybody's cool with this. Or or is or is she now Kath Surin Zeta-Jones from the movie where she breaks into banks? That's pretty good. That, I like that. I mean, I, I feel like Sulina Kyle is, you know, it, it, that's who she is. She's Sulina Kyle. Um, well, this episode, she was... Kath Surin Zeta Jones because of all the lasers. She did I mean, the thing yeah. from that from uh, Ocean's Twelve. Oh, was that from Ocean? Well, okay. So in in gosh, what is it's from every movie? movie? Hang on, now it's literally from every single movie. There's like a that's like a heist movie. You got to have the laser grid. Yes, and you got to have the, the, dance the whole sequence. Catherine Zeta Jones in the skin tight suit going under the, the 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 lasers. That was like, you know. A thing. I mean, it's always a thing. But you're saying that this is like what, what was what was the movie? Catherine's what 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 circle? It's Catherine Zeta Jones. And hold on, Catherine. Was it like in the '90s? Zeta uh, Jones. Okay, Catherine Zeta Jones. Um, lasers. La- <laughs> Catherine Zeta Jones. La- and, yeah, entrapment. That's the movie. All right, entrapment. In in, in entrapment. Entrapment. And and it's her and and uh, Sean Connery, I believe. Sean Connery, Sean Connery, and like she's got to go through the lasers and stuff, and she does this like you know routine thing, and her butt is featured in it. <laughs> this, I mean, come on, this is like, uh, all right, entrapment, uh, laser scene. Look, if if you just if you just Google Catherine Zeta Jones lasers, the the first result on my phone here is the video of her doing that. It's that laser scene. That's like the most famous thing from that movie. No one else remembers anything else about it except for the scene where Catherine Zeta Jones goes through the lasers. Okay, so this came out in ninety nine. Yeah. Okay, so this is then a reference to, or no? In that case, that means Ocean's Twelve was a reference to this scene. Absolutely, every movie ever with a laser. And a woman is a reference to entrapment. But but the Night Fox wasn't a woman. He was a dude. But he was wearing a skin-tight suit, and he did a little dance. He went, dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Sometimes I listen to that music even when I'm working out because it gets me in that, like, you know, doing the crazy stuff mode. But no, that- Well, yes. They, 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 they gender-bent it, all right? But it's it's the, the same thing. It's, it's, it's all entrapment. Interesting. It's entrapment all the way down. All right. If if that's correct, look at that. They've even got the lasers on the like the album cover, or not album cover, but like on the uh, the poster for the movie. Yeah, it's yeah, it's lasers going across. Her. Like that scene, that scene was in the trailer, and it's like, oh, Catherine Zeta Jones's butt, yeah, you know, and, and yeah, and lasers. This is the nineties, man. It, yeah, <laughs> that's all it took in the nineties. Anyway, all right, well there you go. Well, like some some Hollywood executive was all coked up and was like, "I got an idea, man! Catherine <laughs> Zeta Jones and lasers," and they're like, "Fund it!" And <laughs> <laughs> that's probably right. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So that you know, this is always always fascinating to see like where references come from because, like, again, I I saw that and I immediately thought of Ocean's Twelve. And I, you know, Ocean's Twelve is probably closer just because it uh, it was a dance as opposed to like just a. And and I I haven't seen Entrapment in so long. I don't remember if hers was set to music or like had like dance steps in it, but it was mainly her just like sexily moving under the the, the stuff. But yeah, and in Oceans 
whatever 12. 11 or 12, 12 yeah, yeah his was more of like an actual physical kind of dance kind of like sue's was well you know? so it was more of like he was listening to the music and he was kind of moving he was dodging the lasers but it it, it the, the lasers somehow were like wirelessly timed to the music in his headphones it was it was amazing you know that's that's some bluetooth technology that was uh you know pretty yeah. pretty but pretty advanced i'm just saying that it all came from entrapment okay I, 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 I believe you. I, I yeah, fight me. I don't want to. <laughs> You're in rare form, sir. I don't, I'm not trying to fight you tonight. <laughs> all right. All right. Cool. 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 All right. So there you go. Uh, Sue back on back on the scene. Uh, she's going to stick around for a little while. Yeah. How do we feel about that? I mean, I, I, I was I was I was I don't know, because it's like I was surprised that they weren't going to go a psycho pirate uh plot line right and then i was like they just got rid of a couple characters and now they're just bringing sue back for an arc right i yeah wasn't wasn't expecting that either i was kind of thinking maybe we get some you know reduction and like focusing on the characters <laughs> that we have and now we're going to build up sue for an inevitable uh ralph dibney return but not ralph dibney because his face got melted and he can never take that shape again right yeah, yeah I, I think uh, I think it was one of those things where it's like, um, all right, Cisco's gone, Camilla's gone, but everybody's best friend Camilla's gone, and this, I mean, like every, you know, it's always oh, sad we miss him, but you know, in the back, in the back area, in the back room, like Allegra's like like rubbing her hands together, like, all right, this is it, this is my moment, like I now now I finally am gonna get this character development, and she like is about to walk through the door, and then boom, it gets slammed open in her face, and then comes Sue. <laughs> Hey, she's like, oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Allegra, by the way, not in this episode, but Caitlin also in this episode. Uh, yeah. All right. Um, anything else? Any other uh, kind of major, major thoughts or uh, things for this one? I, we had to kind of cram two episodes this week, so the commentary might not be the best. But... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I have like, well, you know, we cut out about three and a half hours of me talking about entrapment. Um, <laughs> no, we're leaving uh... that in. We're le- <laughs> No, I, I'm making a joke saying that there were three and a half additional. Oh, hours that's a good point. This, yeah, it is kind of late yeah. in the night. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe cut, yeah. cut two hours out of it. Yeah, yeah. We'll just, we'll, yeah. Just, just, and, just, uh, the, if, just the best bits. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. Mike, Mike, leave <laughs> the whole thing in. Uh, okay, all right. Well, there you go. Um, one other thing that I, I wanted to make mention of, aside from the fact that uh, shout out to H Town, uh, where Cecile got uh, got help, that was pretty cool. A uh, little, little, uh, you know, Houston, Texas reference there. Um, we got uh, a reminder that I think we probably need from time to time that you know Cecile and Joe have a baby named Jenna. Oh yeah, remember Jenna? Oh, I remember Jenna. Yeah, she's hanging out with Cecile. Jenna, remember Jenna? Yeah. Well, I mean, like, because here's the thing, right? Because Joe's a stay-at-home dad now. Like, what does he do? And, like, he still doesn't take care of the kid. Yeah, like, we never see <laughs> Jenna's the quietest baby that you've ever... And actually, is she having a baby at this point? Isn't she, like, three or four? I mean, I yeah. Hang on now. How old is Jenna? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of time, uh, you know, amount of time passing, they, they said the thing, the, the, the Speed Force storm was, was two weeks ago. Is that right? Does that does that track? Maybe that does track. Uh, two weeks ago, from a story standpoint, because there w- there was a little a little hiatus in there, right? Uh, yes. Because it doesn't feel like two weeks ago. Granted, my entire perception of time has been absolutely destroyed by this pandemic. So, um, I mean, you know, 
I think time is no longer relative. Yeah, no, this, this, this sounds right. <laughs> All right, now let's let's think about this. Um, yeah, Jenna West, born twenty eighteen, nineteen, in May twenty eighteen. So we're talking. She's she's three years old now. She's three years old. Yeah, she's a toddler. She's toddling about. But apparently, she's not. She's like toddling about a room. And uh, a, maybe they put her in the pipeline. I don't know. She's being super quiet. She's like, chill, like, hey, hey, y'all got something going on? That's cool. I'm just going to sit here. I'm going to toddle a little bit <laughs> off screen <Yeah. laughs> in the house, but nobody's going to hear me. <laughs> <laughs> Jenna's going to have issues. You want to talk about needing some mental health support? She's going to have some issues growing up. Maybe they have her like locked in the basement or something. Maybe they're doing like some weird kind of experiment where it's like, if we don't give our child any social interaction, what will happen? <laughs> because Joe, for some reason, is is like, you know what? I'm tired of being a good dad. <laughs> I know. He was like super dad. And then it's like Jenna comes along like, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, Jenna. Hey. He's like, he's like not this again. I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. Man. Let's get a nanny. Yeah. No, I think we'll ship her off to military school. Well, no, Jenna, <laughs> like we're also Jenna with the Cecile's daughter and Jenna and the turtle are all chilling and it's cool. You know, these are all characters, by the way, that they could have very easily gotten away, like in a post crisis world, like we could have, you know, no offense. I don't want to, you know, hey, it's, you know, just a baby, but still like in a post crisis world, you, you get to kind of trim, trim some characters off if you want to, you can kind of, you know, clip some branches, so to speak. Yeah, and you know, it just seems like if you're if you're not even going to reference a lot of these characters again, you don't have to do the whole you know cousin, what was it C- cousin Jeffrey or whatever it was from family fam- <laughs> the Brady Bunch. Yeah, I can't remember whatever it was. Yeah, the kid who goes upstairs and just never comes back down. Right, <laughs> and wasn't there like 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 another additional kid on Family Matters too? I don't know, but every time I think about Family Matters, I think about the Key and Peel sketch, and it's just the greatest thing that's ever happened. No, I haven't seen that either. He's sitting there listening off all the kids, and he's like, Jesse and the other kid. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. They had, they had another kid. It wasn't just, it wasn't just the uh, the son and daughter. I think it was, I think they had a younger a son. Red, it was Reggie. Like, Reggie and the other kid. <laughs> Steve turned me into a sandwich, and then it ate me. <laughs> that's terrible. This is supposed to be a show about a family. <laughs> <laughs> family like matters. And they that? literally write off a kid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, yeah. No, that's what that's what's happening though. Jenna's Jenna's just hanging out. But anyway, I, I just remember like when they mentioned like thanks for watching Jenna. I was like Jenna, who's J- oh the baby? <laughs> oh yeah, the baby. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah, she's there. Okay. <laughs> I, I wonder if sometimes they forget. Like they they get a call. It's like, um, are you going to come pick up your kid? Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, um, we'll be right. Sorry. We just, you know, running late. Um, we'll be right there. And it's like, it's been three weeks. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, all right. So I think, I think for this episode, those are all my main points. Those are all the main things I wanted to kind of, uh, uh touch on. Uh, can, uh, do you have any other, any other thoughts before we jump into the, the thing that we do? I, I do not. All right, well, let's do it, man. Let's jump into Speedster Speculation. All right, so Speedster Speculation this week is going to kind of follow a bit of a theme this season, which is, who, who's the bad guy? Like, what, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> Actually, season seven. Yeah. What, 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 what's going on here? That's... Like, I mean, I was, I was going to say, uh, you know, that, oh, we can speculate on the, the Cecile Psycho Pirate storyline that they're going to do, but they're not doing that. Doing so, like... That, yeah. uh, we're we're getting to like a a freak of the week thing with zero overarching story, which is different, di- very different. Um, 
I mean, again, for the longest time, we've been asking for like small story arcs. And we got one at the beginning of the series. And I was like, heck yeah, here we go. And then I thought we were jumping into one with Psycho Pirate Cecile. And we're not. But we know that the that the kids are coming. The twins are coming here at some point. At some point, yeah. And so we, we know that's overarching. We know that they're. I mean, well, I guess spoilers if you haven't been keeping up with the with the set photos and things. No, like I that. mean like there's there's been promotional announcements. I think it's safe to okay. say that we can talk about the kids. Well, but what, what, other than the kids, the you know, hmm? rhymes with smods mead. Smods mead. Oh right. Well, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 There have been set photos and stuff. So I'm sorry if that if that was a well. Uh, the set photos about Godspeed did not a Godspeed mega villain make. We've seen well, I'm not Godspeed about a mega set photos. Like you know what I mean? Like we've seen yeah. we've seen Godspeed show up and everybody's like, Godspeed, he's gonna do the thing and it's gonna be this major plot line. And it's like, nope, just the costume. Like it, it hasn't actually ever been, you know. So. Yeah. Right, but I mean, it, it could be it could be some kind of like mini arc, right? Like you know, we have more Godspeed stuff, and it's like, what's going on? Oh, we figure out something, maybe I don't know. Um, so there there are inklings of different plots which are coming in the wire, it seems. Mm. But like for right now, it just seems like they're just they're just kind of freaking out the week for a while, you know? Yeah, and again, the 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 feeling of waste that can kind of come. I, I am not anti freak of the week. I am I am actually kind of pro freak of the week and i think that the flash especially in season one really did something interesting there where it wasn't just like we made up some stuff for the show it was some big name comic book villains uh it was a weird trade-off because yeah in many respects it was almost kind of a pendulum swing or a knee jerk from what smallville was which was here's a bunch of freak of the weeks of characters you've never seen before this is like the lightning guy that we made up and this one is the bug guy that we made up you know like all of these different um you know this this is the the fat sunking fat sunking uh, sucking vampire uh, girl that we've made <laughs> up like it was you know uh, an, an interesting take on a lot of different um you know high school uh archetypes i guess and it worked but a lot of people were like oh but like when is you know can we can we get metallo can can we get brainiac can we get bizarro can we you know and, and eventually they would but if they brought those characters in it was like, okay, well, here's a big name actor or kind of a, you know, somebody who you also know from this other show uh, who's going to play them. And they're not going to be just for one week. We're going to have them come in maybe for like, you know, five or six episodes scattered across the season. And uh, when they brought in Brainiac, it was a big deal when they brought in Brainiac. They got a dude that played Spike on Buffy, whose name I'm blanking on at the moment, to to play him. And it was, it was, it was like, oh my gosh, it's Brainiac and they're getting this dude. And and it's not like he was around every single episode. You know, sometimes he was there because he was masquerading as uh, Clark's uh, teacher. And sometimes, you know, he was there because he wanted to take over the world. So, you know, it, it worked out it, it worked out well. But a lot of people wanted more and more of that. And so by the end of the series, that's what they started doing. You got your Metallos. You got your Bizarros. You got your Brainiacs. And, and that kind of started coming into play. But I think, or at least the sense that I have gotten, is that when this show started, they kind of wanted to, to some extent, be the anti-Smallville in that they wanted to actually introduce a lot of these bigger name characters, familiar characters, from the get-go. So The Flash is not going to be fighting, you know, random uh, tree person or B-girl. Like, The Flash is actually going to be fighting Captain Cold and Heatwave and Mirror Master and, you know, uh, like all of these characters that, that you're going to be familiar with if you've read the comics... But the trade-off is you, you, you made a hit. 
And now you used all these characters like in tossable kind of ways. <laughs> and so now it's like, oh, uh, Rainbow Raider 2.0, which, by the way, fantastic character. I'm not trying to throw that one under the bus. I'm just saying that, like, you know, we, we are kind of like now rebooting even characters that we didn't get a chance to really flesh out the first time around. You know, but yeah, but that's that's the thing, though, right? Is like with, with Crisis, we can do that, right? We can have a rogues gallery. We can do this again, and I just I don't. It's just, it's a shame they haven't kind of like. But they ain't you know. gonna. They ain't gonna. Like that's the thing. You're right. Yeah. The Crisis provided an opportunity, and I, you know, I think that there was perhaps a concern about running the risk of losing your audience. Maybe of like, okay, well, if we change too much, then the things that people like about the show. Uh, they're they're going to end up losing. But I think the problem is now that you, you had this opportunity to go real fresh, but it ended up getting real stale real quick. Um, especially as it kind of relates to, you know, some of these, some of these uh, uh, villains. Um, so yeah. So now here we are in season seven and throughout, we haven't really had like the forces, you know, quote unquote, the forces were a very confusing uh, set of bad guys slash good guys, friends become enemies, enemies become friends uh, type <laughs> scenario. And now we're on the back half and we know because, you know, TV guide has informed us as a television viewing public that the kids are coming, which is cool. We, we like the kids. We're here for the kids, but we don't, we don't really yet know why other than the fact that cool, the kids are here. We should care. Now I'm sure there will be, and it might be Godspeed could be other reasons as well, but Regardless, there is a sense of continuity, a sense of cohesiveness, a sense of urgency that I think is missing uh, in this back half of the season. And I hope that when we get kind of season eight, that the takeaway is not, okay, well, these like half seasons don't work. The half seasons work. It's a great format, but you got to pour some good stories into them. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like the half seasons work. The I mean, you know, even even third seasons, right? Which is kind of what we had uh, last season. But um, no, it was, it, I mean, it was half seasons. There was just a me- mega event in the middle of it. But yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I kind of like clump the mega event as its own story arc kind of thing for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like that. That you're exactly right. Like you have to have a beginning, a middle, and an end to these that that feel fulfilling. And um, when you have like a beginning, and then you have like three weeks of, of just freak of the week, nothing. And then you have an end. It's, it's just, it's just weird. I don't know. It's just weird. And I, I feel like the, the, the creative team here is capable enough to, to do this. Um, and I don't know if it's maybe just uh, budgetary concerns or, or whatever, or, you know, licensing. Uh, if, if Warner brothers is like, we don't want you to use X, Y, Z characters because of the flash movie, which I know. No, surely not. No. I, I mean, I wouldn't think so, especially since we've seen Ezra Miller on the flash TV show, you know, like, well, and have you heard <laughs> the rumors that, that Grant is going to be on the flash movie? I have not. I, I don't know if there's any legitimacy to that, but th- there, there have been rumors that he might make a cameo. I mean that would be that would be super cool. It'd be amazing, but I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to see if that's. I, I feel I feel bad even saying that because obviously I've said stuff on the show and then people came back and like that's not true and I'm like I didn't I I read it on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln told me. <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Lincoln never lies. But yeah, you know it, I I think all that stuff is like I think it works really well and we've been wanting it for so long because some of these season long things just get so tired and played out that it's nice to have a little refresher. And so I I'm totally looking for it, but like, come on, (laughs) on. you gotta make it pop. You gotta make it pop. 
This is true. Let me ask you this. If you could choose, knowing what we know thus far, that the kids are coming, that that's obviously going to play a kind of a major part of whatever comes next. Like, what would you choose to be the story? Like, like what would you choose to be kind of the main story? If you, you know, if, if, if you had the keys to the kingdom. I don't, I don't know. Like that would be really hard to do because, um, I would try to avoid like causal loops, um, which they did a really good job of with, um, with Nora, um, Nora West Allen, uh, and that her timeline was destroyed. And so right. she was destroyed. Right, and so yeah. like, I, you wouldn't want to have a thing where the twins come back and like, they have to, you know, they like, I don't know. It would, they come back and help their dad defeat Eobard. But like, if they go back, you know, and they defeat him there, why did they, you know, all, all these kinds of things, it would just be interesting. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know where they come in. I don't know if it's just for like, you know, a visit and maybe they help out with a, with a bad guy at some point, but it's just, yeah, I don't really know. I don't know. I don't know where I'd go with them. Um, it's it's tricky. The The way Nora was handled was done so well because it incorporated Eobard from the future with that kind of Hannibal Lecter thing that was going on where he was kind of corrupting their daughter. It was just such a such a fantastic way to kind of build tension and also have kind of this cross timeline storyline going on. It was I thought it was fantastic. So it, I do like the idea of them coming back in time, like like whatever's going on whether they brought the problem with them by coming back or if they are chasing a problem, we know that Godspeed thus far has been presented in such a way that it's a threat from the future that is kind of sending back these drones, essentially, right? Yeah. So it is very possible that we are dealing with a scenario where the kids are trying to defeat Godspeed in their time and they need Barry or they need to like... Well, so is Barry dead in their time? It's possible. Or, you know, they could also be from... Or they chase a Godspeed back into the past. Hmm. Like, Barry is otherwise occupied with something, and they chase a Godspeed back into the past. Did Barry die in crisis in Nora's timeline? Oh, that's a good question. I think so. Right. I think that's right. I, I, I believe it was crisis. Yeah. But he, he is dead in her timeline. Yes. Yeah. He is. He is. Yeah. He's, he's definitely dead in her timeline. If that's, if that's correct, which makes sense, then, you know, obviously we're, we're past that because, you know, we, we got a variant that came in and took the, uh, took the hit. Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, that time, you know, so we're, we're definitively in a brand new timeline one way or the other in a post crisis timeline. I, Hmm. <clears throat> It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see. But I, I, I'd like the idea that perhaps they are fighting uh, Godspeed in the future and they need to come back. We've seen Barry do this with Harrison Wells. Or actually, no, we've seen Barry do this with Eobard, where uh, he and Nora went back in episode, I think, 100 and because uh, they needed some help with, uh, with the case they were working on. Oh, man, yeah. that was such a great episode. Hang on. I'm sorry. <laughs> like that, that sequence, like that scene in particular, when, when, when Eobard realizes what they were doing and he says, you brought me your daughter is just the evilest, creepiest thing. Yeah. Like I was, oh man, this show is good. You know, <laughs> hey, yeah. I, I, like it's a good show when it's good. No, it is. It is. It really is. Like, you know, mm, it's, it's, it's a rough season, y'all. It's a rough season. It is a tough season right now to be a Flash fan, but do not think that this is a bad show. This has been a fantastic <laughs> show and has had some incredible moments. It has some incredible characters. 
it's had some missteps, but you know what? Seven seasons in, show me a show that never had any any missteps. So there we go. There's a positive note to kind of end this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Any other thoughts or anything else before we sign off? I don't think so. All right, man. Well, I want to uh, let people know that, of course, we got Flashcraft going on if you happen to uh, enjoy some Minecraft. Yes, that's right, Minecraft. If you enjoy some Minecraft, you play on Bedrock. We are, uh, I guess, beginning to recruit because, uh, yeah, in the in the next uh, about, about a month or so, we're going to be making some decisions about uh, Earth 3. And so if you would like to uh, join the Flashcraft server, play with Bell, myself, and uh, many of our friends, uh, you can do so. Uh, hit us up. You can just uh, DM us on Twitter would be a good way to do it. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'd, we'd love to have you be part of the uh, Flashcraft server. By the way, we, I should make mention, we, we do kind of have this thing, you know, it, it, you do need to be not a minor <laughs> in order to play. It's not that we're, a, it's not like an adult server or anything of that nature. It's not, uh, not for kids, but at the same time, yeah, we're, we're, that is the for, one for stipulation. legal purposes and all yeah, that kind of exactly. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so there is that. Sorry, sorry, kids. But, um, but uh, that, that's what it is what it is. If you want to actually check out the uh, the fun from Flashcraft, you can uh, head over to Flash TV Talks YouTube page. We got some great updates there. Um, we also want to encourage you to, uh, yeah, let us know what your thoughts are on the show. Where do you want to see things going? Uh, what are your hopes, your dreams? Where would you like to see season eight go? And who knows? How do you think that they could kind of make an about face and really, you know, kind of pull out an amazing back half of season seven? Or are we totally wrong? And has this been the greatest season of The Flash? And if, th- and if it has, please write in and make the case. I will not argue <laughs> against you. I actually would love to be convinced otherwise. Yeah, so, for sure. So, yeah, let us let us know those thoughts as well. Uh, you can also, yeah, uh, follow us on the Twitters at Flash TV Talk. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podastery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y.com. You can also check out the Facebook page, facebook.com slash flash. Talk. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach, who provides music for our show. You can listen to the rest of his awesome stuff at soundcloud.com slash Charlie Bach. All right. That is going to do it for us for this week. By the way, shout out to the folks at tvtalk.fm. And yeah, that is, that is going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry. We'll be back in a flash.
Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.